Hi, this is Ken Doherty and you're listening to Red Devil Talk, the podcast with Jimmy Williams. Red Devil Talk is the latest Manchester United fan site with authentic write-ups on all things United, as well as interviews with former players. In addition, Red Devil Talk examines the growing concept of sports psychology in the modern game. So I'd like to start with the main story recently at the club, obviously the sacking of Jose Mourinho. What was your opinion on the timing of the sacking? Do you think it was correct or do you think he should have been given more time? Well, in my opinion, I thought he should be given more time. I I didn't mind Jose. I I felt sorry for him in a lot of ways because the modern day footballer is totally different. And I actually think Sir Alex would struggle managing some of these players because it it is totally different. It's totally different. And... I was wanting him to be a success, I really was. Uh, but, and this is the big but, some of the players, whether they were playing for him or not playing for him, I don't believe that. I just think the players are just maybe not good enough, top level. They're good players, but at that level, the intensity, the manumated, they get with the press and television and, and the expectation levels is, is, is so high. Until you've been at Man United or that type of club, you can exclude your Tottenham's and Man City, and you can't because the level of, of expectation is not there. My United is, is vast, and some of the players I just think couldn't handle it. Regarding Jose, now that he's gone and they've won all these games in a row, which is unbelievable, then you suppose you've got to say it was the right timing because it was games that they should have won. And I think if Jose was manager at the time, they would have won them games. I don't think anybody could dispute that. But we'll see what happens this Sunday. I suppose that's one of the ones or one of the big games you're going to judge uh, all eight on. I think it all started unraveling pre-season, complaining about the funds not being given to him, and then obviously you had the David McDonald report in the Daily Mirror, which said he's going to be sacked after the Newcastle game. You had the Paul Pogba power struggle as well. All that can't help, and I think in the end, he looked tired. He looked fed up. He looked like a man who wanted to be out in the end. Yeah. I don't disagree with you, he looked tired. I think there's a lot of times, in, I think when George was at the club, there's a lot of times that his demeanour wasn't good. I mean, I don't, think there's any, I don't think there's any secret that he doesn't like the press at all. Um, and I don't think there's any secret that some of the press don't like him. And certainly, uh, they go for him. But he's a big target. Um, and regarding being a manager of Man United or being a manager of any top team, if you, you get paid big, big, big money... There's certain rules I think you do have to adhere to, and I think one of them rules is 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 be with the press. You've got to give them what they need. It's the modern day. You know, the footballers are very, very open today. Social media are probably too open, but that's just the way they are. They interact in social media. Players don't interact uh, outside. You never really see players unless you go to a top restaurant. They're not. You never see them walking about. I don't anyway. I think it's just the way it is. They interact how they interact. And I think Jose, whatever club he goes to, if he is going to be successful at another big club, he's, still, he's going to come up with the same problem because these, this is worldwide. These players that are 22, 25 and 26, they've grown up with mobile phones, they grew up on social media and that's just how it is. I think he has to just adapt to that. I'm actually a big Jose advocate and I still am, but for the purpose of the podcast, I'm going to play devil's advocate. What would you say to those who say his man management skills belong in the Stone Age? Well, all, I, all I can say is, is, is that I've never met him. 
I've seen on Vinny's company, but I've never met him as such. All it says is that a lot of players I know, and you go back to the Chelsea days, and you go back to the Lampards, and you go back to even Eden Hazard beginning of the season. You go back, these are top, top players, the John Terry's, who all loved them. Now, they maybe loved them because, especially John Terry and Frank Lampard, he made them winners and they won big successful trophies and, and had successful seasons and he drove, he drove them on. Um, and maybe they're a little bit more older school than where we are talking now. And then and then you look at the, the Man United players. I never really heard any player Man United slagging them off. I think he was I think he, he was okay running about them. I just think the Pogba thing exploded. And again, it's, it's not the first time I imagine a player's had an argument. But I don't mean just any player. It could be the best player. It could be Brian Robson and, and Ron Atkinson. But they can have an argument. You know, it can happen. Doesn't mean they're going to fall out. Uh, it's just that we all, we all jump to the conclusion now. As soon as we see it, and it's all, it's all the emphasis is, is, is making a scandal and making it all like bigger than what it really is and, and adding things to the story. And, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's life. You know, and you can't play football and have an environment where with 30 pro footballers and, 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 more obviously through the club, you can't have it every day of the week being hot, nice and nice and nice and nice and nice. There's going to be skirmishes. There's going to be skirmishes in the dressing room. There's going to be skirmishes in players because they're not all the best teammates. They can't be. You get thirty guys there that are all different. They've all got the same idea of how they want to get, they want to be successful at Man United. They're all individuals. So you're not going to get them all on working together to be the best of pals. You know, all you got to look at players that play with teams at Man United. That have finished five years ago, just five, three years ago. How many did how many of them players speak to the, the, the teammates they were playing with? They might see them at functions, but they won't be speaking every day. But there'll be one or two that will speak every week because of good pals. That's his life. So, uh, regarding Josie, I just I just believe that his, his man management obviously didn't work at United. I, I just don't think you can't, can't get away from that. But as I said before, I think a lot of older managers would struggle with it. You have to adapt. They have to adapt to what it is like today. But even in spite of the fallouts and the big differences in personalities, for example, I would imagine Paul Pogba, at one point the richest player in the world, the most expensive player in the world, would have a big ego. Jose, a serial winner, would have a big ego. But it shouldn't matter who the manager is. Shouldn't the players be playing for the crest and the shirt and the fans regardless of who the manager well, is? Obviously, that's a big question. 100%. When I played, there was plenty of players that didn't go on with the manager. I played, I didn't really go on with the managers. And there's not one day that I'm not saying I played well, but there wasn't one day I never tried and thought, I'll get rid of that. That, that never even entered your mind. There'd be moments when you hated the manager sometimes, especially if they didn't pick you. And then you were, in them days, they could, they could put you out of the squad and you could be training with the steps and you, and you train with the kids and, and, you, and you don't know why. And then three weeks later, somebody said, you're back in again and you're expected to be nice and icy. You, would, you, you wouldn't be friendly with somebody like that. I treated you like that. But the fact is, you're a footballer and it can happen. And you've got to, you've got to do the best for the club that's paying your wages. And especially the top, top footballers, whether you're a pound a week or nine pound a week, it's irrelevant. If you're a professional footballer, if you're a professional footballer, you've got to give it your best every day of the week. Best, best you can give. And sometimes it's not good enough. But that doesn't matter. As long as you give your best, nobody can complain. And I think at Man United, there was one or two players. You could see 
again, whether we're not trying, I don't, I don't believe that. I think they were. I just think they lost confidence. And then that stops you doing certain things. And then regarding Pogba, I think I spoke to you before about this. Pogba has had his most success at, the, at, at Juventus, but he didn't play as a, as a midfield player central or holding or... That's not his game. His game was to be a bit... Let the loose, let the, let the reins loose a little bit and let him do his own little thing on the last third of the pitch because I think when he gets the ball at his feet and he's running at you, he's a, he's, he's, he's a top, top player. And if he starts to play, I think I told you as well, through simple passes and got himself in the box like a Brian Robson third man running, he can be fantastic. And you can see all the, all the attributes he's got, but one thing he's not, he's brilliant in the box defending for corners. Again, but he's not a holding midfield player because he he wants to he wants to do the attacking thing, and that's why he lets himself down playing that role because you're trying to do a little flick, you're trying to do a back heel, you get caught out with the ball, lose the ball, but you got to know your it's horses for courses, you got to know your players. You know he's not he's not that type of player. You got to get him in the last third of the pitch and let him do things, and he's going to make mistakes up there as well. But when you make a mistake in the last third of the pitch. You've still got six, seven players to get 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 past. So normally that's okay. It's when you're holding mid, you make a mistake. Next thing you know, somebody's running like you said a half, and you're in trouble. So you've got to get them further the pitch to, to get the best out of Paul Pogba. I think for me, um, there's no doubt in Pogba's attributes. He has all the tools to become a top player. But the only question mark I would have at times, maybe his application and his attitude, especially under Mourinho. She's thinking about the application. I don't think, I don't think I, I, for me, the application is two ways you can look at this. I don't think he's a drinker. You never hear stories of drinking. So his application, if he wasn't training hard, that would come out as well. So that, I don't think that can be right. I just think he's got that, that way about him. And the fact he's, he's a fun kid, he likes to do his hair, likes to cover his hair, and he likes to do certain things. And as I said, he's 20, what, four or five years of age, or six. He's never known anything other than this his life or social media and, and 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 it's not like he's he's not been on big money he's not big money for a long 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 time so the, the money I don't think will be, will be driving him I don't think that's the thing that's driving him uh, you know at the end of the day I think he just he likes to have fun and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that it's just there's sometimes it can, there's sometimes it can come against you when for instance yourself and people, not, and people in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the what do you call it, the, the newspaper, the television, the newspapers papers and television, they, what they'll do is, they'll, they'll have a go at any, anything they can find small, and Pogba's a, a target. He's up there, because he puts himself in there, he put, posts videos on himself, he posts, but, but again, me and you, certainly me, I think, why are you doing that? But, it's more why they all do it. It's, we have to adapt. If we don't adapt to the kids today, you have no chance. This is a different world. And he's in that world. He doesn't know anything different. All he knows is what, 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 what the world he's in. And what a great world he's living. But his application, I, mean, I don't think I can go with that. I just think he has like everything else. He has bad games. Like, like all top players. But the top players don't have many bad games. They don't have many. And in fairness to him, he's been good and great in a lot of games, but he's had these moments where the team's not done well, and it's been it's been a hand that's got the got the got, got the stick for it because maybe he's made a mistake in the game, but because it's Paul Pogba, it's it's expanded more. To, it's his fault. It's his fault. It's his fault. Rather than looking at the whole team in itself. 
Did you watch the post-match analysis of United and Liverpool a couple of weeks ago? I've seen a bit as well. What, what, were, you, what, were, you, what were you seeing? What did you see? Uh, Roy Keane said that players nowadays, their life should be basically consumed by football. Do you think it's naive to think that that's still the case? Let me just say something. Uh, it's not, and that's never going to be the case. Every, 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 every era there was players, there were certain players in every era where you would go, some would go for a game of circuit, some would go for a game of golf, some would go for a pint, some would do the whole three in the one day. But what I would say to you is, there would be some that would go into the their, their father's office or their, or their uncle's office or their friend's office or, their, or their, and they'd be more interested in maybe business more interested that's always been the case nothing's ever going to change that's just always been the case but these boys now these boys don't have to go and look at anything because once they've got that contract uh, a Premier League contract now even any Premier League player unless you're gambling and you're throwing money and buying Porsches and, and Lear Jets and just dumping them, you can't go skin. It's impossible. If you need a little bit of help, don't go wrong. People don't, are not used to having that type of money. But Paul Pogba, he's 25, 26 years of age. I mean, the money he's got is, is unbelievable. So what does he do? He's like, I, 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 I think I've said this to you before. I was on my top lap, it was about 350 quid a week at my United. Let me tell you something, 350 pound a week. By God, I made the best of that 350 quid a week when I was at my United. Because it was, it was fantastic money in the early 80s. You do what you wanted. You have a weekend millionaire. Go where you want, do what you want. And these boys today, what they're making is just, is unbelievable. But Roy Keane is right when he says football should come first. It has to. I still think it, it does. It's just that these players, I mean, you look at the Jesse Lingard situation before Liverpool, you go doing, his, doing his, his, his clothing range. What would you say to those people on social media, and I read it all the time, that say Jose Mourinho is finished at the top level? I don't think he's finished at the top level, because somebody will take him in. And the, and it's only England, or, or the Premier League, where they used to say, I'll say, the long-term managers, long-term... It's, it's, it's gone past that. Harry Redknapp told me 15, 20, 15 years ago, we had a conversation, he was saying, there'll be a time when clubs in England, Premier League clubs, will have billionaire owners... They'll want to win. They'll just sack the managers every year. If he thinks we should, that's what's going to happen. And you can see that. It happens all the time now. People are not scared to sack. They're selling clubs with four or five managers in two years. 
It's because they've got... It's just ridiculous. That's the way it is. That's just how it, how it goes. It's if, you, if you start... And then you've got the social media with the, with the fans. Clubs, there's certain clubs that don't jump. And I think Man United are one of them. They don't jump because the fans say something. There's a lot of clubs that do. They do. And, you know, regarding Jose Mourinho, his next job will tell. I mean, he's turned down Benfica, reportedly. I mean, Benfica's a big club, but, it's, but Portuguese league's not the best league, so that's why he's, he, he's turned that one down. But there's nothing more certain that he'll have a choice. You now, whether that choice will be a big European club or a national team, you know, I don't know. But certainly, I don't think you've heard the last of Jose Mourinho. How much will how his time at United ended will hurt someone like Jose Mourinho, obviously a serial winner. And I think he felt the need to constantly remind the press of how successful he was, which shows maybe an element of insecurity, but how much will his dismissal hurt him? I, I, I think, when, when, well, I think the one thing that Jose never done was he never, he, he never bought a house up here. And I think, that was, I think that's the club's fault. I think the club, when you bring a manager to the club, you say, look, you come and you come to Man United, or whatever you come to Creole, it's not to make a difference what team you're coming to. You need to be committed to that situation. So you got Josie, you book him in the in the hotel, okay, for three months so he finds his feet, great, no problem. But Josie, you got you got you got to come up here. How can you say to a player, I want to sign you, and the player said, Well I'll book an hotel and leave my family in Spain or I'll leave my family in London. You wouldn't want that. Straight away the players He's going to be going back to London too much. He's going to be he's going to be upset because his family's not seen his family. That that for me, my United, whoever his job that was, should have demanded that Josie rent a house. Doesn't matter. Get his family up here as much as possible. It just looked of staying in the hotel. It didn't look good. That for me, that is one thing. Ali Gunnar Solskjaer has been pointed as. Interim manager until the end of the season, and by all accounts, he's had a very positive start. What was your opinion on that appointment? Well, I'd be lying to tell you that, that, that I didn't think it, was, it would work. It's not good me saying jumping the gun and saying, oh, I thought it would do. It's not a long way to go. I'll be honest with you, the person that I, if they were going down that road of bringing somebody in to get the, good, the feel good factor, which is which he's, well, obviously he's done, I would have got Steve Bruce in. Because he's managed the Premier League and he knows what he's doing. And man management is what Steve Bruce is, is fantastic about. Not about coaching, but man management. And that's what Manchester United players need. All the coaches and the best coach in the world should be youth team coaches and understand what, what, what it takes to be a player and, 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 and teach them to learn in the game. You know, when you get to the top level, if you're having to teach somebody 24 years of age how to cross the ball or how to take it outside of your step and, 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 and shoot at an angle or do whatever whatever thing you want to talk about. If you're only still telling how to do that, then you shouldn't be playing at Man United at that age. But what you can do is make them feel better. And that's what my manager is all about. Again, whether you work in Tesco's or whether you work at Man United, if you're the manager, you've got to make your staff feel good. And that's what you've got to do. And all he's come in and done that. And uh, 10 out of 10 to the lads. 10 out of 10. I mean, I remember when David Moyes, who got the job, he's a, he's a good friend of mine. And we were talking, and I asked him, so why did you not keep my feeling? He said, I just wanted to get, get a clean sweep. And I can understand that as well. But Mike Feeling was never, ever, ever, ever going to be a threat to David Moyes. He wasn't going to want the job. He might have wanted the job in his heart and hearts, but he never came out as that person. He was loyal to Alex Ferguson. You know, he had to keep that, that continuation going. And I think all they bringing him in 
uh, was a good shout or whether it was uh, you've got to give maybe Ed Woodward some credit Ed Woodward's made this decision maybe it was him that said Ollie I'm bringing you in but I'm bringing Mike Phelan in I don't know and, I, and maybe that might be the case that might be the case and if that was the case then it's been a good shout by all it's funny you mention that that's actually my next question um, alright okay so I'll jump the gun there pal no problem uh, <laughs> the presence of Mick Phelan like you said I was about to say it I think that was the first mistake David Moyes made now naturally as you say he wanted to make his own stamp on the club but moving on Mullenstein and Phelan who are big factors to the success and big support networks to Sir Alex but how important is the presence of Mick Sally? David Gill left at the same time you know it's just too much I don't think there's any other business in the world forget football that you let your manager who's been successful with Alex Ferguson and your CEO go at the same time there's always a somebody moves in and it takes the job before they move on or they've got something organised they keep if, you, if, if I buy a company and I buy somebody's company I don't just get rid of them all I keep the main guy in there for two years and he gets paid a salary after he's got his big money but he comes in three or four days a week to make sure everything's going okay so there's a smooth turnover and then two years down the road, 18 months down the road, he goes you know you, you run the business you've got all the you've got all the tools and everything's, everything's working the same way but my United didn't do that and they haven't done it you know they keep, they keep as I say they're bringing the manager in and the problem you've got is if it is Pochettino he's going to bring his own staff and there's going to be everybody else going out the window. You know, because nothing, there's nothing more certain. Pochettino's not going to come, or whoever it is the manager is going to come to Man United, unless it's somebody who's, who's not a, such a big name, and that ain't going to happen. They're going to, they're going to clear the staff out again. But that's football. That's football. I'm not going to lie, I was very underwhelmed when I heard the news of Solskjaer being appointed, and I hope I'm wrong, I really do. I was actually more pleased to hear Mick Phelan was coming back, to be honest. I think... I think he was vital to any success Ferguson had. Well, I, think, I, think, I think what it's shown you is that Ollie's been at Molda, not a big club in Norway, twice. When the card didn't work out, that happens. That can happen to any, any manager. This doesn't mean you say you're a bad manager. But I think what we're getting to is when you're a manager and you talk to footballers and you're getting them all together, I think, I think so, I don't know who it was, I think it was Joey Barton said something the other day there. You know, it's like, you can imagine all these rolling up, getting the five aside out, getting them going, getting them all at it. And because they're all great players, they move on and they, they do their own jobs and, they, and things get better. And they should be beating Newcastle, they should be beating Bournemouth, they should be beating Huddersfield. I mean, let's not make, make no mistake about that. You know, if they can't beat them, then they should be, shouldn't be there. I'm not saying me, you could become manager and win them five games. But a lot of people would think they could have done it. But the fact is that it's a matter of how they want it. And the fact that players are playing with a bit of a smile on their face and they've got a bit of momentum going. And that is, is, is man management. And all these obviously, you know, bought into the, 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 the club with Salah's thing. Similar understands how it goes. I think he's, I think the one good thing about it is he's not been scared to say, I am speaking to Sir Alex and I am taking advice. I think that's brilliant. I think anybody who's honest enough and says that they think that they can do it on their own, I made it on my own. There's nobody in the world does that. You always get advice. You always get help along the line. I think it's it's, it's very open of them to say, I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm happy to speak to you. I'm going to go and see him. Whatever coffee I want. I think it's great that because why would you not? Why would you not 
grab that information that Ferraris can give you. It doesn't mean you have to take it all, but you can take it and put it in the back burner and say, I remember Alex saying that, I remember Alex saying that, and, 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 and working with that. And the fact is, I don't know, the training ground, maybe the training ground is a bit easier. The other thing I would have said is that, so, uh, why did why did Josie number two leave beginning the season? That was one, was a strange one. And then you bring in Michael Carrick, who, with all due respect to Michael, is a, is a, is a fabulous player for Man United. All of a sudden, he's sitting on the bench, giving decisions. And then you get a youth team coach who's come from the, the youth team of Man United to be sat next to the bench. And Josie sat there with two very, very inexperienced people. You touched on Mauricio Pochettino a couple of minutes ago. What do you make of Pochettino's CV and his credentials? Do you think he's the man to... Take over United. Well, Should Ali not get the job? Again, again, again. You're looking at a guy who's, who's done fantastic. Southampton. He's come to Tottenham. I think he finished fifth, and he's third, second, third, fourth. That in itself is great. He's not won a trophy. Neither's Klopp. And if you start, if you start, if you look at, if you start saying in fifty years time, if. if, if Pochettino went to Spain and, and Klopp went to back to Germany and then you look to the, the three year period that jo- or two and a half year period that Josie was here he's won more trophies than them two put together so you've got to say well hold on a second unless you knew exactly what was going on what we are today you would, you would say well he must have been the better manager in the three years the bottom line is is, is that trophies Man United have to be competing and Man United have to be winning them but, but there's, no, there's no guarantee that because there's a lot of good teams in the Premiership there's a lot of top teams like Liverpool, like Man City, who are not going away. Chelsea are not going away. Man United are not going away. Tottenham, you think, are not going away, but you never know because they've not been there for the last 50 years. With Liverpool got a strong, even though they've not won the league. There's teams there with a lot of history that you know the clubs are going to be strong when they come back. You get five, six teams fighting for that league every year. It's, there's no guarantee winning it. In Man United, I think I've told you the last day when I said it at day one, I know it's a Man United podcast, but the best team in, in the country uh, with a one the under, under Kendall Gleish, when, he, when they won that league, there's nothing more certain. Uh, if somebody had said to anybody in the world, forget a Man United fan, I'll bet you 50 quid that Liverpool don't win the league in the next two years, you'd have snapped their hands up. If they said they won't win the league in the next 10 years, you'd have called them, you put them in the, you put them in the only bit. No chance. You'd have said you're off your head. But all of a sudden, they're not winning 20, 26 years, whatever it is. I mean, it's unbelievable. I can't see my United being that team or being that club. But there's no guarantee. And it could be six, it could be eight, it could be nine, it could be ten, it could be too obvious. It, could, it just could go on. You just don't know. Could the competition to win this league is going to be is, is strong. You know? If you're looking, and if you're looking at um, my United way, but all he's supposed to be saying that they want to go back to that way, Alex Ferguson didn't buy the best player in the world. You mean, you got players coming through, which is fortunate. Young players, obviously, the schools you this world and how they done, and and Beckham's and Giggsies and that. You mean it was fortunate, but at the same time, even Ronaldo wasn't the best player they've ever bought. No. I think the only one person he went for was Baron, when he was probably one of the better players, but didn't work out. But they didn't. Man would normally buy people that, and then make them better. Schmeichels, Van der Sar, the hair. But the point you've got today is they want instant success now. And these managers of today will not try and buy somebody they think, well, we can, we, can, we can make him better in a year or two. 
they need it now. If they're spending that sort of money, you know, if you're looking at players, and I don't mean us the wrong way, if you look at Solanke, who went from Liverpool to Bournemouth, he said 19 or 20 million pounds with add ons. 20 million pounds for a player who scored one goal. Striker. Manus. So, there's, there's your problem. So, where, 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 do you, where do you find that player? So, you're spending 100 million or 70 million, 100 million pounds on a striker. It's, not, it's still not even any guarantee going to score you 30 goals. But, if Harry Kane come on the market, you go and buy him all day long because you know that he's, he's a guarantee. But there's very few. Very few, especially if you go down the foreign route, bringing foreign players in. You don't know how they adapt to the Premier League because it's a different world, different animal to the leagues they play in. There's very little value in the market nowadays. Even if you think of the World Cup last summer, how many players could you honestly say were genuinely top-class players? Well, there's very few top-class top, top class players. I mean, there's lots. But if you put it in the, in the world of, of, of millions of players playing football, there's not. When you Messi and Ronaldo's are 33, 32, 33, 35, 36, I mean, they're still the best player in the world. You know, that's that's the fact. There's a lot of good players, some great players, but and it would take me, my mind's got a lot of blank there different, different players, but there's certainly a lot of good players in the world. There's no two ways about that. There's no two ways about it. There's no Johan Cruyffs and Beckenbauer's and Perleys and George Bess. You know, they, they used to spring off your tip of your tongue. You start naming the best players in the world, you get to a point where you don't get that far. Because they're great, they're very good players, but they're not, they're not that top, top draw. It's funny, you mentioned Klopp a minute ago. No trophies in his time at Liverpool. Jose Mourinho won two, maybe <laughs> maybe three if you count the Community Shield, and he has a higher percentage. Well, I wouldn't count the Community Shield, we'll go with two, I would say, yeah. I wouldn't either, but he has a higher percentage win rate too but he was branded a failure it's interesting if you get if you go around all the stats you can read stats like you want to read them but the bottom line is you can't get away from the fact that Josie's first two seasons even though the football for every reason but he's finished he's won, he's won two trophies and he's got him back in the Champions League and he's finished second in his second year his third year is, is unraveling if he's still with the manager today and they won the last five games which they've done you, you would expect him to well you could be sitting here talking about a different story again. So, uh, I, don't, I don't think Georgie's time was, was, was so bad. I don't think it was bad. I think they'll, they'll come back and they'll look back on it wasn't so bad and it was maybe quite good. But I think the one thing is his relationship with the, with the Harachi above, whether it be Edward, whatever the case may be, as you said, beginning the pre-season, wasn't looking good. When that starts to happen, there's only one winner, and that's the club. You know, that's the club. The manager's not going to win. So, he's, 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 he's played with his, 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 his uh, heart on his sleeve and he's and against Pogba and things like that. And he's, 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 he's cost him. It's cost him. You play with fire, you get burnt, Scott. Yeah, you play with fire, you get burnt, that's for sure. But but he's got a reputation for doing that, hasn't he? At Chelsea, Madrid. You know, everybody keeps saying it. And at the end of the day, maybe that's Josie's DNA, that's it. Two, three years max, that's what he does and he moves on. He moves on. I didn't think he wanted to move from Man United. I think, I think he'd be gutted with Man United. I think he knows just how big Man United are. Anyway, well, it's gone and good luck to you all now. Thanks, Scott. We'll leave it there, pal. Are you okay with that? That's perfect. Thanks very much. No problem at all. Keep in touch. I will. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, t-
calling for it. James can only fist it. It comes for Cantona! I don't believe it! Well left by your...